Let's go to Mary. This is an RNZ podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember, though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. Mary Holm now. Uh, time to talk money with financial journalist and author uh, Mary Holm, who's looking today about what we should be doing, particularly in regards to low mortgage rates. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. Nice to talk to you. Um, you too. They've you fallen. Sound, you sound a bit coldy. Are you all right? Oh, you know what it is. I so I I um I had a cold and I got tested for COVID nineteen and got found to be negative, and then I just got the sinus thing going on that just oh. goes on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Not oh. contagious, just quite annoying. Take care. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Please do have you do the heavy lifting for the next fifteen minutes, though, Mary. Tell us about mortgage rates. What are they doing? Yes. Yeah. Um. In the middle of all, you know, everything else going on, I'm not sure that people fully appreciate how much mortgage interest rates have dropped. I was just looking at some numbers the other day on interest.co.nz. They have the bank averages, the average mortgages. Since August, um, floating rates, the average has gone down from 5.7 to 4.4, which is a uh-huh. huge drop. Yeah. Um, with fixed rates, not such a big drop. It's gone down from around 4.5, 4.7-ish, down to about 4.0. Um, the average, you know, it varies with the term of the mortgage. But so as a result, floating and fixed are closer together. But um, anyway, uh, the point about all this, well, you and I have talked lately about a couple of other things about mortgages, other aspects. One was mortgage deferrals, which um, I'm adamantly not calling mortgage holidays, yeah. um, and how they're not, they're not a holiday. So people absolutely who need to take them, if your income's gone down and you need to take them, there's no, nothing wrong in that, but don't do it unless you, you have to, because it does just mean you end up paying more total interest on your mortgage over the long term. And and the whole loan will spread out longer for, for more years. So that's basically the idea around that. And then last time you and I talked, we were talking about whether people up with mortgages up for renewal, whether they should go for fixed term or floating, and whether they should go for short term or long term. And I said what I always say, which is a mixture. But I do have to say that I was talking to a friend this morning, and he was saying, what should he do? And his at his bank, the one term rate was a lot lower than both the sorry one year term was a lot lower than the the longer terms and the the floating and I said to him, gosh, you know you, you might be tempted just to go with that one year low rate mm. because it's only around for a year you know whatever happens the the worry with term mortgages is always that interest rates will drop even lower. Yeah. And you, you're stuck with what suddenly looks like quite a high rate. But in the current environment with so much unknown, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen to the economy and interest rates, et cetera, in the next year or so. So just sort of tying it up for one year didn't seem like a bad idea to me, I must yeah, say. Yeah, I've often thought that as well. You know, if you see something 
that you like that suits your budget, you can budget accordingly and you're satisfied, why not take it? Yeah, yeah, there's something to be Instead said of that. chasing your tail and trying to continue to, you know, uh, get the latest and, and greatest every six months. Yes, yeah, look, that's true. I mean, one big advantage of fixed-term mortgages is that you do know exactly where you stand. You yeah, know, you can plan. Yeah, yes, and, and, and at the moment... In this current environment, with so much else up in the air, you know. So, so what I'm saying is, I don't blame people if they say to hell with what Mary said. I'm going with a one-year mm. fixed rate. Yeah, yeah. I think there, there's something to be said for that. But what I wanted to talk about today was that with all the mortgage rates going down as much as they have, people who are feeling that they're reasonably secure in their in their income. Uh, it's what what it's a really good idea when when rates go down to try and maintain the payments you were making before, so mm. that even though that the the amount you have to pay has gone down, you're voluntarily paying more. And I just worked through one little example on a thirty year mortgage of three hundred thousand, and let's say the interest rate's gone down from four point five to four, so you're paying. $88 less a month, which, you know, that's quite nice, but it's not a huge amount different. And I'm saying if instead you say to the bank, no, look, I want to keep paying that extra $88, you'll end up, if, if, if it's a new mortgage and it's got 30 years to run, you'll end up saving nearly 26000 in interest by maintaining oh. that $88 a month, which is huge. Incredible. And you, what's more, you pay the loan off more than three years earlier, and that's also a, a big thing. You know, if you're staring down a 30-year mortgage, you might think, who cares, you know, whether it's 27 or 30 years. But um, as you get towards the end of it, and, and, you know, you might be in your 50s or 60s or whatever, well, by the time you're getting to the end of the term, um, having three more years of mortgage that are mortgage-free and that you can get in and save for retirement or have a bit more fun or both um, is, is quite a big deal. And if you had a $600,000 mortgage, you'd double those numbers. So with a $600,000 mortgage, you'd be saving about 52000 getting off to $52,000 by maintaining the current, pay, you know, the, the old payments when the interest rates go down. It's, it's huge. The difference it makes. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm saying that's a really good thing for people to do. Having said that, um, there are probably quite a lot of people out there at the moment who are saying, "Look, I don't quite know how strong my job security is at the moment, or I might run my own business and I don't know what's going to happen there." Or there's a lot of insecurity out there, and so. You know, perhaps rather than necessarily saying to the bank, I'm going to keep paying that 88 extra a month, instead maybe set that $88 a month aside into a bank account. Uh, you know, maybe open a new account or just have a, a yeah. specific account with that in and just be putting the money into there in the meantime. And then, obviously, if you need it in the next six months or year, um, or, or, or however long things are disrupted for, um, obviously the money's then there for you to easily grab it. Whereas um, 
if you're paying extra off the mortgage, you might still be able to get that money back. Um, something to ask a bank, um, if I pay extra off the mortgage, can I get that money back easily if I need it? And quite often they will say yes. Mm. But but people, some people might feel just a bit more secure, just saving it themselves. And then, you know, once the COVID-19 crisis is over, because it will end, <laughs> um, then if you've got that lump sum sitting there and you didn't need it, then you could perhaps pay it as a lump sum off your mortgage when your fixed term ends or whatever. So or or you're, you're always quite keen on having, um, you know, about three months' worth of salary I think Absolutely. that's your figure, or maybe you think that's a little high. But um, but anyway, having something there for a situation like this, so maybe yeah. you know that's the opportunity to save it. That really good point, Jesse. Yeah, that um, a, a lot of people don't have as big a rainy day fund as is ideal, you know. And the three months income, it's interesting. I've often thought of, and, and said. Oh, that seems a bit much to me. But when you look at the current situation, suddenly it doesn't seem a bit much. And that, that's what rainy day money is about, um, a setup that in normal times you think is a little bit silly, a little bit kind of too cautious. And suddenly things like this happen. I mean, this is a very unusual one, but, but you know, economies do lurch downwards or particular industries get into trouble or whatever or people have health problems. So, yeah, you're right. Just set it up as a rainy day fund and leave it there, you know. Um, for be, the, call on. The, there'll be some people thinking, well, that's all very well, but I'm not actually going to benefit at all from these lower rates because I'm on... Uh, fixed. I guess the message to them is, um, you know, great opportunity to have another conversation with your bank once the fixed term comes up. Or sometimes yeah. I think you've told me, Mary, you can actually chance a call to your bank and say, hey, what do you think? Can I refix? Yes, yeah, that's right. You can, yeah, yes, I'm, yes, I'm talking mostly to people who, who's, you know, fixed term has just ended or they're on a floating rate yeah. or, um, or it's about to end. Um, it, it never hurts to go and talk to a bank and and see if they're willing to negotiate a deal where you can change, you know, get out of your commitment. The trouble is when interest rates are going down, the banks are not going to be <laughs> all that interested in talking to you. They, they're quite happy right. with your rate sitting there, at, at your mortgage sitting there at a higher rate. So if if you went to them and said I want to break this mortgage and move to something lower, they're going to charge you quite a big penalty for it. It's that that thinking applies more if interest rates are going up and for whatever reason you want to shift to a new lender or something like that. Then if you go to your old lender and say I want to break my commitment here, they're quite keen to listen to you if if mortgage rates are going up because then they can get your money and spend, lend it out to someone else at a higher rate. So that, you know, the the attitude the bank presents depends a heck of a lot on which way interest rates are going. But the the final point I wanted to make is is just a warning that, and that these these rates are incredibly low. You know, some of them are below 4%. It's, it's astonishing, really, by historical standards. And... They won't stay low forever. And, I mean, the last thing I want to do now is give people another reason to be worrying about their money. But um, mm. just don't count on 
I mean, if, for example, you were thinking of investing in a rental property, uh, which people probably aren't so much this month, but they might be in the months to come, especially mm. because house prices look as though they're likely to go down. And so some people will be thinking, this is my chance to grab a rental property and mortgage rates really low at the moment. And so, you know, house prices down, mortgage rates low, this is looking good. Um, when you crunch through the numbers, don't count on those interest rates staying that low. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know any more than anyone else really what's going to happen to interest rates, but when you look over the long term, they go down and they go up, and, you know, they can get up into the teens. I don't think that's going to happen again in a hurry, but I'm just saying don't count on them staying this low for years into the future, really. Yeah, plan on them going up at some points. Yeah, just think about, you know, if, if you're buying, thinking of trading up to an outer house or buying a rental property or something like that, just think about how you would cope if rates go do go back up to, you know, from four-ish to five or six, those sort of numbers. It's worth just, you know, get, there's heaps of mortgage calculators online and you can just, key in your numbers and, and then have a look at what would happen. The ones that annoy me actually, the bank ones where um, in fact I was looking at the calculators this morning, some of the bank calculators would only let you put in the interest rate that they're currently charging on you know, their six month rate or their, or their six, five year rate or whatever um, they won't let you just put in whatever interest rate you want to put in so any banks that are listening, please just give people the option of putting in their own interest rate because then right. you can play around with it and, and see, okay, now what would happen if the interest rate went up to 6%? What would I then be paying? So, yeah, as I say, I don't want to worry people because um, there's enough people worrying out there at the moment already, but just keep at the back of your mind that that what you would do if mortgage interest rates rose and therefore right. don't get too, you know, foolhardy about buying a rental or something like that. Mary, great to chat. Thanks so much. The pleasure, Jesse. Mary Holm, personal finance expert with some advice on what to do. Actually, we don't call it advice. Some thoughts on what to do uh, with those um, mortgage rates falling quite substantially.